Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the Neural Quantum Processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever.
Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever or wherever you're watching or listening to us. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I am your host, Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy, joining me in some 2v2 regular season overtime against McDavid and Dreisaitl's Osmo's resident single-entry sniper, though I guess you're more like the cash game sorcerer supreme now, I guess. Uh, Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh, how you doing today, bud? Well, if we're going two on two against McDavid, we're going to lose. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, we were supposed to end uh, on Thursday, but because of all the scheduling changes, we got a nice late today. We'll be here today. We're penciled in tentatively for Wednesday. We got a nice late there, I think four or five games. So we're still here. Uh, this is a good GPP slate. Honestly, there's so many, so much news. So. Got to wade through all the news. You got to be around during all the lock times, but I think there's a big edge tonight. Yeah, let's talk about tonight for a second. Normally, we review the previous night's slate, but there's only two games yesterday. Uh, Dallas, Chicago, that game is going to be on the slate later tonight, so there's no real reason uh, to rehash that. And then Ottawa, Calgary, neither of those teams on this slate. Ottawa's, both their seasons are ostensibly over, though Calgary's technically still in the playoff race. Um so let's talk about this slate. We only have four games starting at 7 Eastern. Every other game starts later. And there is a lot of uncertainty on this slate. Just We'll just talk about a couple teams, like just throwing out quick examples. Carolina said uh, Dougie Hamilton sitting, Brett Pesci sitting, Jacob Slavin sitting, Andre Svechnikov is sitting, uh, and Jordan Stahl is sitting. Uh, on the other side of that game, Nashville said they're sitting, a, they didn't say who, but they just said they're sitting a couple of defensemen and some forwards. Um, we look around the league, like Edmonton going into Montreal tonight. Edmonton has nothing left to play for. McDavid hit his 100 points. Uh, Edmonton's locked into the second playoff spot. They can't get up to first. They can't move down to third. So they have nothing left to play for. Uh, you look at the Islanders in Boston. Um, they don't really have anything to play for. Like. Um, they could switch spots and to determine home ice for the first round. But Boston has basically been resting their players for almost a month now, like just cruising to the playoffs. So I don't think they're super hung up on uh, who gets home ice. Like we, we mentioned Dallas-Chicago uh, game from last night. We had hints out. We had Sagan out. Are they, is Dallas going to sit any more players here tonight? We won't know probably until warm-ups. Uh, Vancouver going into Winnipeg, kind of the same deal with, um, with Edmonton and Montreal, not a ton to play for. So, like, what do you – like, one thing you and I were talking about before we came on the air was late swapping here tonight because it's something we bring up a lot through the season. Um, people win with late swaps at times. Um, late swaps is basically just um, – when we talk about it, normally it's like if you're behind a, a little bit in a GPP and you need a miracle and you're getting into the late game, like tonight it's Colorado-Vegas. Let's say you need a little bit of a miracle and you have Colorado 1 left. Well, Colorado 1 is probably going to be very highly owned, so maybe you would late swap to Colorado 3. And that way if Colorado 3 goes off, you're one of the few people with them. That's generally what we mean by late swap. But here, um, with so much uncertainty, with so many lines – it may not be even a good idea to have uh, players in the early games. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's a lot of upside to be had later on, uh, you know, depending who Nashville sits. Does Dallas sit anybody? Does Winnipeg sit anybody? 
Uh, does St. Louis hit anybody? What is their inju- injury situation like? Because we know Tarasenko and Dunn and all those guys are out. Um, what would you recommend to people uh, on how to approach tonight's slate? Because this isn't just a regular nine-game slate with some early games. This is one that is probably very unique to any other slate we've had this year. Yeah, so if you are going to use – if you're, you know, GPPing and you like something in the early games and you have not pair with something late – I would probably advise to leave salary on the table just because like, yeah, people are going to sit and you're like, why would I leave salary on the table? If someone's going to sit and the replacement's cheaper, but maybe you can upgrade your defenseman to someone, you know, I think you need some wiggle room like, or, you know, like McKinnon could be back. Like, I don't think he's going to be back, but like Yost McKinnon is a, is a big, big gap in, in price. So if, if you're interested in Colorado one, uh, I mean, like maybe leave some room for some McKinnon, which that's a lot to leave. So maybe if you're using Colorado one, just use some late guys and you can have a swap ready. But like on this slate, I, I suggest leaving some salary if you're using some late guys and just have some late swaps ready, like mess around with what you think is going to happen. You know, just, just be aware what you're doing. Like I, I say this a lot and like it bears repeating, like, always leave your latest, most expensive player in the utility spot. Because if you lock in your utility spot early, it's going to be a mess, especially on the slate. Use your most expensive late player in the utility spot. Use your most expensive late player in the utility spot. Okay? (laughs) That is the advice. All right. Thanks, Thanks, Kermie. I appreciate that. Um, Yes, always put your most expensive late player uh, in your utility slot. And use the lineup builder on our site. That's a very good tool. If you're playing one to three lineups here, you know, figure out, you know, maybe you want to play like Philly one and Dallas two or something like that. Figure out what that might look like. And then, you know, let's say Dallas is sitting some players. Okay. Now you're Philly one. And are you Winnipeg two or are you LA one? Like you have to be able to know where to go when you make your lineup. So use, you know, for our subscribers, uh, our lineup builder is a very good tool for doing that. Uh, you can just click in the players you want. You can see how it works out. You can take out certain players and defensemen and mix and match and see what lineups uh, you might be left with if you do have to swap later on. So just be sure of those late swaps. Be sure uh, you're around for those locks if you're playing tonight um, because there is going to be a lot of news to come out. And uh, one way to check uh, for some news is uh, subscribing to Osmo.com. Our premium Slack channel is a great resource for late-breaking news. Um, There are guys in there. I should say, guys, there are people in there constantly posting uh, lineup information as it comes out. So if you're not subscribed, uh, head on over to Osmo.com. Playoffs are right around the corner, and that is a great time for NHL. So Osmo.com, not a bad place uh, to go subscribe if you want to uh, get our premium tools uh, and data, particularly for the NHL. While you guys are out there, uh, throw us a like and subscribe if you can. Subscriptions really help us grow this channel. Um, it really helps us beat the algorithm. And if you can't uh, catch all our YouTube shows, um, most of them are available at osmo.com slash podcast. They're available on most of the major platforms, uh, except for our live before locks, because those obviously don't have a great shelf life. Um, so just head to osmo.com slash podcast. Check what we have on, going on for podcasts. Uh, leave a five-star review with your Twitter handle or email address, and you'll be eligible to win a free week of Osmo Plus Platinum. Uh, and that goes for up to one year. So, you know, you could win uh, next spring for baseball season. So 
Uh, just head to Osmo.com slash podcast. See what we got going on if you can't catch our YouTube shows. All right. We've got nine games ahead of us. Let's dig into these games. New Jersey Devils, 2.7 implied goal total. Going into Philadelphia, the Flyers have a 3.4 implied goal total. Um, I saw that uh, Ty Smith is out for the Devils. Uh, he's done for the season. So I assume that means um, Damon Severson is going to stay on the top power play unit as he was last game. Uh, Scott Wedgwood in net up against Brian Elliott. Um, there might be some stuff to like on both sides here, Josh. So what do you like? Yeah, um, I'll start with the Devils uh, just because I feel like starting with the Devils. Uh, I think the Jack Hughes line is going to get the Gatoria matchup. And, you know, I've talked about it a lot. You've talked about it. Jake's maybe talked about it because he's a huge and uh, Jack Hughes stan, especially that line. But getting the Gatoria matchup is not – the best thing in the world on a nine game slate. It's not something I'm looking to do in GPP on a nine game slate. Um, you know, Couturier has bounced back from his hip injury. His defensive impacts have gotten much better, but after you get past that Couturier line, you know, the flyers aren't, you know, anything good defensively. So I'm leaning on the devil side to the Heischer Zaka brat line. Uh, you know, you look at their ownership about 5%. Maybe a bit overowned on a nine-game slate, but they're fully correlated on the power play. You know, Hayes, Farabee, Allison, there's two young guys on that line. They're not, uh, you know, maybe they'll turn into good defensive players, but right now that line can be had defensively. So on the devil side, I don't mind going to that Heashier line. Uh, that's something that uh, I definitely do in GPP. Um, you know, if you have FOMO with the Jack Hughes line and you want to have – if you're – you know – I. I don't know what the MME on DraftKings is. Maybe it's like 90 max at this point, something like that. Maybe you have like, you know, three of 90 MJ one, if you have some FOMO because their your ownership percentage is so low and the flyers, you know, goaltender goaltending and defensively, you know, isn't great. You know, you can do something like that, but really I'm going to be off that on the devil side. It's going to be that he share line on the um, flyer side, you know, that top line fully correlated on the power play. You look at their ownership right now, we have them like 13, 14%, which does feel a little bit high for me on a nine game slate. But the thing is they're fully correlated on the power play. It's Scott Wedgwood and that the devil's penalty kill is horrific. So, you know, I don't mind going to the Flyers' top line here tonight. The ownership does worry me a little bit, but, you know, we'll have to see what the later, later runs. If they come down a little bit, I think, you know, I'd be more interested in playing them. In one to three, you know, if their ownership comes down to like, you know, nine, 10%, yeah, I'd have more interest. But this is definitely an MME line. The second line, Farabee, Hayes, Allison, therefore we correlated on the second uh, power play. You know, you look at their ownership, their ownership is really low. It's a 3.4 total. I, I think they're a decent filler line tonight um, if you want to fit in some expensive stuff, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Philly too. This is that's exactly where my attention drew as well. Um, one because of the ownership, as you mentioned, um, we have them coming in at two percent, which is you know perfectly fine uh, on a slate this big. They're also relatively cheap, um, especially with Allison on that line now. Uh, he brings down that price a little bit. So um, I do like Philly too here tonight. I agree with you on that. Uh, Philly one. I think they're probably going to be overowned for me. Like we have them at about 14%. Once, once he started getting into the teens on a slate this big, like I find that's just overowned. Um, New Jersey's not a good team. They're not good defensively, not a great penalty kill. So I'm not going to say you're an idiot for playing uh, Philly one. I just think that the ownership 
uh, really lends itself to Philly too, the ownership and the price. Uh, and especially where. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to first choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more. You can throw where Allison is cheap. Uh, you can throw in somebody like uh, you can throw in Provorov on the blue line with them, right? Normally he'd be prohibitive at 6K. And that just makes you, um, you know, just much more unique. Not that you really have to worry about that on a nine game slate. Um, but I'm probably, I'm going to be out on the New Jersey side. Um, I don't want that matchup with Couturier, as you mentioned. And like, I just, I don't have a lot of faith in that Hishier line. Like, I don't think there's just a, enough actual goal scoring there. Like, I think they can control the play, but I'm just worried about actual goals. So I'm out on New Jersey. Um, on the blue line, as I mentioned, Damon Severson, I think makes a lot of sense for New Jersey. 3,400, PP1, 20 plus minutes. Um, on the Philly side, uh, Cam York actually got top power play minutes. So I think he's the guy here at min price. Is there anybody else besides York that sticks out? Not really. Like you, you see like Sanheim, you see Felipe Myers, their prices have creeped up to the point where you don't really want to one off them. So it's really, you know, correlating or Cam York is a good punt. Um, devil side outside of Severson. I think I'm out. All right. Fair enough. Let's move it along. Uh, Edmonton, 2.9 implied gold total going into Montreal. The Habs have a 3.0 implied gold total. Um, as I mentioned earlier in the sh- a little bit earlier in the show, uh, Edmonton has nothing to play for. Um, like I said, McDavid has his 100 points. The team is locked into second place. Montreal can still catch Winnipeg. Um, so they technically have something to play for, but whether Montreal would rather play Edmonton or rather they'd rather play Toronto, I'm not sure. It makes a huge difference for them. Uh, Montreal still without Philip Deneau, uh, which really does change their lines a little bit because Deneau and Gallagher both out, you know, that's two thirds of what would be the regular top line. Um, so right now they have Tatar with Kakaniemi and Josh Anderson. I'm assuming that would be the shutdown line going up against Connor McDavid. But I'm not sure it really matters. Like, I don't think um, either of those top two Montreal lines, like, <laughs> I'll just, well, there just aren't any lines in the NHL that could really shut down Connor McDavid. So I don't think it's like, if it's Suzuki or if it's Kakaniemi, I don't think it matters. So um, people are always going to be interested in McDavid, but I think there might be reason to fade him here tonight. Do you see reason to fade him? And what do you like on the Montreal side? Yeah, so I was hoping to see McDavid like 28, 30%. <laughs> so I'd just be like, fade but like he's coming in at 10 and percent right now i imagine that creeps up he's always you know highly owned like you said they have nothing to play for he had 100 points he's 20 points ahead of the next guy in the nhl he has the heart trophy pretty much locked up if you look at like all the goals edmonton oilers have scored this year mcdavid is involved in almost 60 percent of them like there's no i can't find an argument where mcdavid doesn't win the heart like there isn't one. If there is one, shoot me a message on Twitter and you know make the argument. So like coming into this game, what is McDavid like? McDavid was gonna you know try to get to the hundred and then what? You know. So I was hoping McDavid coming in like twenty percent, you could just fade him. 
he may get rested tonight. You just don't know. This could be one of those spots where luckily it's a seven Eastern game because it's in Montreal. The coach is like, yeah, we're going to rest McDavid tonight at like 6.30. So, like, you just got to be aware. I think in cash, you know, you can roll him out just because he, you know, even if he plays 15 minutes, he can get his three points in 15 minutes. So, and, you know, center, the center depth tonight is just a bit whack. So, in GBPs, though, I think I'm going to fade this line. Like, Dominic Cahoon, like, doesn't do much for me. I like Jesse Pugliarvi, but, you know, the power play correlation is kind of messy on that line. So, you start going down the lineup. Nuja Hopkins, Drysdale, Yamamoto. Like, that's a nice line in theory. Um, but, like, I don't know. If McDavid's out, you know, or McDavid gets rested, like, the Oilers' numbers just fall off a cliff. So, I'm probably just going to be out on the Oilers today in GPPs. I think, you know, that might be the way to get a bit different even if McDavid is only like 15, 16%, like just being underweight onto the Oilers gets you on a different build. On the Canadian side, you know, probably the Tar Cockney Emmy Anderson line gets McDavid. You know, that's fine. That takes me out on them and GPPs. If it's to Foley Suzuki Armia going up against Drysdale and Nugent Hopkins, you know, they're cheap enough where I'd have some interest. You know, they full cry on the power play, but we, you know, you don't play the Canadians for the power play. You know, I like that line. Like, Toffoli's been good all season. That's arguably one of the best signings in the NHL was Tyler Toffoli. So, like, that line fully correlated. You know, there's some merit. The ownership does concern me, you know, double digits. So, you start going down, you know, that Cockney Emmy line is going to get McDavid. So, no thanks. Like, if you really need a filler, like, you look at you look for lines where you have players that have to play for something. Like, Cole Caulfield's still, like, in his first handful of games in the NHL. And they're going to get the depth of the Oilers, which is just horrendous. So you get Corey Perry on the top power play. Eric Stahl's also in price. You can get that third line for 9,500. They're coming in at 1%. You know, Cole Caulfield still wants to prove himself in this league. So if you're going to go to a line in this game, I think, you know, that has some interesting appeal to me in GPPs just because they're super cheap and, you know, Cole Caulfield has something to prove. Yeah, I'm going to start with the Edmonton side. I'm glad you mentioned all those points about McDavid about possibly sitting. And even if he doesn't sit, he could just play 17 or 18 minutes tonight, right? And the thing I wanted to mention about Edmonton, Montreal's played a lot of hockey recently. This will be the fifth and eight nights, fifth game in eight nights. Edmonton will be playing four and seven nights tonight across three different time zones. Um, actually, technically, <laughs> yeah. So, like, time zone touting here, you know, four and seven, three different time zones, uh, nothing left to play for. This feels, this seems like... Uh, a, a McDavid dry settle fade for me. So I'm kind of there with you. I'm out on Edmonton here tonight. Uh, I'm with you on the Montreal side where I'm probably going to be out on Kakaniemi Anderson's tire. Suzuki Armia to Foley is what really interests me. I really like the way Suzuki and Toffoli uh, have been playing. As you mentioned, they're perfectly correlated, even though uh, it's not a huge thing for Montreal, but correlation is always nice. So I think I would probably go up there. I don't mind your third line call, but I think that's probably a case where I'd more one-off people. Like, I, like maybe the whole line gets there, but I think I'd be more apt to just one-off Perry or maybe just like, you know, double Caulfield and Perry or something like that. Like, I'm not sure I'd full stack them, but I do like that third line call as well. Uh, on the blue line, Joel Edmondson sticks out for me. Um, he's been playing. I can't believe I said that. He's been playing 20 plus of late. Uh and he's uh, priced at 3300 so very reasonable on Edmondson. Uh, Jeff Petrie, uh, still reasonable, 5900 
Ben Chirot under 4K with Shea Weber out at 3,800. I think there are some options here. What do you like? Yeah, if you're using the Suzuki Toffoli Petri, definitely makes some sense. You know, as much as it, it pains you to say Joel Edmondson is in play, like it doesn't matter what kind of – if he's actually good at hockey, just like the minutes and, you know, block some shots, I think he's in play for sure. Brett Kulak, if you want min price, I think that's okay. On the Oilers side, I don't know if I want to spend up for Barry. If I was going to spend up, I, it would probably be for Nurse just because of the peripherals. I don't know. Like, especially if – if McDavid's not going to play or he's going to be limited in minutes, like I, I prefer to play the peripheral guy. And then, you know, Adam Larson at 3,100 with the block shot prowess, I think is fine. If you need a min price punt, Ethan bear always a popular DFS play. Yep. Um, in net, uh, Jake Allen, 7,800 doesn't really appeal to me against any Connor McDavid team. The Edmonton side for goalies would probably be more appealing, especially with Gallagher out. But Montreal shot rate is just really plummeted. Like it, it feels like this could be a low shot game. And like <laughs> Miko Koskinen, if he's in, didn't he get lit up? Like didn't he give up three goals on three shots last time he was? Yeah. I mean that's that's got to be in the back of people's minds too. I, I mean if it's Mike Smith, maybe I'll have some. But like again, shot volume is a concern in GPPs. Yeah, I think maybe for goalies here, I would only correlate uh, before we get moving. Free premium tools and data up on the site. We have them almost every single day, uh, today being no exception. Uh, you've heard us, heard us talk ownership already. NHL main slate ownership is up and available on the site, as well as MLB top stacks and NBA player rankings. So whether you're playing NHL, MLB, or NBA, we have some free premium tools and data up on the site to help you guys along. Uh, all right, let's get to the next game. Tampa Bay, 2.8 implied goal total. Going into Florida, the Panthers have a 3.1 implied goal total. This is a game where there is some meaning. Uh, if Tampa Bay uh, wins in regulation or overtime, actually, no, overtime and give the Panthers a point. If Tampa Bay wins in regulation, they get second place and home ice against Florida. These two teams are playing against each other in the playoffs, no matter what, but it, this will be uh, for home ice. That said, Tampa Bay basically sat Kucherov all year to get him rested for the playoffs, right? This isn't a team. This is a team that knew they were going to make the playoffs all year. I don't think they really care where, whether they finish second or third in their division. I think all they care about is getting healthy for the postseason, especially with Barclay Goodrow, uh, as you mentioned to me just before the show, uh, getting hurt uh, in their last game. We could see some players rested here. Uh, for Tampa Bay with them, with this being their last game of the season and with them, I don't think caring uh, about the results. So uh, Florida going into Tampa or Tampa going into Florida. That is uh, the case we have here. Carter Verhage back for the Panthers. He'll be on the top line for Florida with Barkov and Duclair, uh, Sam Bennett and Patrick Hornquist both out. So it looks like Mason Marchment as the two C uh, in Florida for the time being. Um on a normal slate, I'd say there's stuff to like on both sides here, but this isn't a normal slate. So what do you like, Josh? Yeah, I agree with you on Tampa. I think they don't really give a crap if where they finish. Um, you know, they they could rest players tonight. Like, Point could be rested tonight. That's another thing. Like, you got to be around at 6.30 for that. They just want to get healthy. They don't care if they have to go to Florida. I don't even know where the – like, Tampa's in Florida. I don't even know where the Panthers play. Orlando, maybe? <laughs> I mean, it's not, a, it's not a long trip, so I don't think it matters to them, really. Panthers are resting some guys too, but I think they want to have that second seed just to say they got the second seed. Um, and I, you know, 
if they're going to rest, if Tampa is going to rest some players, I like this Florida top line, like Verhage, uh, Barkov, Duclair has been a very good line all season. Yeah. The power play correlation isn't great, but now Carter Verhage on the top power play because Hornquist is out. So I think, you know, I like Florida one and GPPs tonight, you know, you, and then you see Owen Tippett also on the top power play on the second line. So I think, you know, at 3,200, yeah, as minutes may be a concern, but Florida is one of those teams that, that plays their top power play, you know, pretty good chunk out of the two minutes. So I think he's in play, but I really like Florida one and GPPs tonight. Uh, if you want to do the thing we always do, or I always do, or Jake always does, Stuff we love to see. Where's Vots? He'll clip it for me and send it to me. But, like, you can put in uh, Barkov for Hagee and then mix in Huberto, mix in Tippett, mix in the defenseman on power play, something like that. I think that is viable. On the Tampa side, like, even if the current lineup plays without resting anyone else, I think I'm going to be out on them tonight. Like, yeah, if you want to play plot point uh, Barry Bullett, like, okay. Like, it just doesn't interest me. Tampa is just going through the motions at this point. They want to keep everyone healthy. So, you know, I, I think I'm just going to be completely out on Tampa, besides maybe like a Chernak or a Savard, something like that. Yeah, I was going to say the exact same thing. Like, other than maybe Chernak, because he's been getting some ice time, um, I'm out on Tampa. I can definitely see them uh, really just putting it in cruise control for this game. Like, I think the point you made to me before the show about Goodrow being injured probably might be the best thing for Tampa here because maybe they just thought they could just roll right into the playoffs. I think they're going to realize they need to sit some players here tonight. So I'm in on Florida one. We have them very low owned right now. Um, That was our run earlier in the day. So um, we don't have Verhage on the top line. I imagine Florida's, Florida's ownership like might double from where we have it right now. We have it under 4%. Uh, if that came up to 7 8%, I think, um, with Verhage in the run, I think that would make sense. But that's still fine by me. Um, I have no problem with that. And then you can throw in uh, some tippet or something for some additional power play stacking. Uh, no problem with that on the Florida side. Really like that Florida top line in this game. Uh, on the blue line, we already mentioned Chernak uh, on the Tampa Bay side. Uh, he's getting a little bit pricey at 4,100. You also mentioned Savard. He's a little bit cheaper at 3,400. Uh, on the Florida side, they're starting, they've, I, they're not starting to get priced up. They've been priced up. Uh, we are in the mid 5Ks, the rest around 4K. What do you like here? Yeah, I'll start with Tampa. So if, if you are playing Tampa and you like them tonight, no one sits and you're playing that top line. I think uh, Mikhail Sergachev makes some sense, 4,600 top power play. But other than that, you know, Chernak or Savard for uh, one-offs on the Florida side, you know, Uyghur is a little too expensive for me, 5,600. I like him, but that price I don't like. Gustav Forsling at 4K, I think he can play. Marcus Nudivara at min price with the ice time he's getting, I think. He gets decent peripheral, so I think he's a decent punt. Other than that, like if you want, if you want to put a bag of bones Yandel in on the power play correlation, that's fine. But other than that, yeah, I was wondering about Yandel because he's a guy that's obviously fallen out of favor other than power play minutes, and we don't really attack the Tampa Bay penalty kill. But like, if you know, if there are some guys sitting here tonight, maybe this is the night where you can attack the Tampa Bay penalty kill. So. Uh, don't forget about Yandel if you're using a bunch of power play guys from Florida. Uh, it definitely could pay off here tonight. Uh, in goal, I don't really know. I mean, Florida is a high shot volume team. Uh, they have been for a while, so I don't mind using, like, if Vasilevsky starts, I wouldn't mind using Vasilevsky in net, believe it or not, uh, especially where he's under 8K. 
But if it's McElhaney, I wouldn't want to use him. And I'm not sure I even want to use Dridger uh, for the simple fact I'm worried about shot volume here if Tampa does sit players. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Vasilevsky at 7,900 is interesting just because you never get Vasilevsky under 8,000. And, you know, Florida's... Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Putting out a pretty decent lineup. So the shot volume is going to be there. Uh, Team Canada goalie Chris Dridger. <laughs> um, you know, 7,800. I wish he was like 7,500, but, you know, they're favored, so... Um, shot volume's concern. Yeah, t- Tampa, like, I always like using the cheap Dallas goalies against Tampa when they're, like, 6,800, but then, like, Tampa scores, like, two goals on, like, 14 shots and just completely just ruins everything. So I'm out on Dridger. Gotcha. Good enough for me. Um, let's go to our next game, then. The Islanders have a 2.3 implied goal total. They're going into Boston. Boston has a 3.1 implied goal total. Uh, funny thing about that total uh, – that's come down through the day. Both teams have seen their implied goal totals fall by 0.3 goals. So the over-under has fallen from 5.5 to 5. The only game on the slate with a 5 total. Um, there isn't really a lot to play for here. The Islanders can catch and pass the Bruins, but the Bruins can't catch and pass the Caps. So all the Islanders and Bruins are playing for um, is uh, who gets to play Washington and who gets to play Pittsburgh. Like, I don't think those teams really care that much about playing Pittsburgh or playing Boston. Um, so, again, this is another situation where you might see some players uh, rested. Boston has been resting players for a month now. Um, none of their forwards uh, have been playing uh, much ice time. Not a single Boston forward has over 17 minutes and 30 seconds per game in ice time in the month of May. Uh, that's a span of five games. So, like, there's just not a lot of ice time for Boston forwards. Or, there is ice time. It's just being spread around. On the Islanders' side, no winger has played more than 16.45 in any single game. Barzal and Nelson are still getting some, you know, 17, 30, 18 minutes. But the wingers are all getting their ice time spread around. So, this is a game where there really isn't a ton to play for. Uh, I haven't seen a ton of information on either side, and we don't get a lot from the Islanders as it is usually either. Um, and it's a game where we have a five total where both teams are really spreading the ice time around among their forwards. I'm going to be honest, Josh, and say that I don't see – there might be one line that I have some interest in playing here tonight. I'll talk about it when it's my turn, but I don't see a lot here that I like. What do you see? Yeah, I think I don't think the Islanders beat riders travel with them on the road. 
Like, I think that may be why. I, I'm not I'm not 100% on that. There's just conjecture. But hopefully we get some clarity. Islanders could sit people tonight. Trotz, you know, he likes sitting. He's been rotating people in and out, getting them rest. Um, I'll just say, like, I don't know if I want to full stack anything from this game tonight. Like, if, if you put a gun to my head and say, you need to use someone on the Islanders, it'd be that third line, I think. Palmieri, J.G. Pajot, Wallstrom. Um, <laughs> trying to pick up the dog. Um, I, I think, you know, Wallstrom's time on ice has come up a little bit just because people have been resting. He's 2,700 on the second power play. I think he's one-offable, like, if you want to use him. You just got to make sure he's in. You know, Trotz could just be like, yep, everyone's out, and they're playing, like, the taxi squad tonight. It could be that. So, like, this is a game you really need to pay attention to. And on the Bruins side, like, I think I'm just completely out on stacking i may i may one off a nick ritchie i may one off a jake debrusque or something like that but other than that like this game as a whole from a stacking or even like a one-off perspective doesn't have much interest for me at all yeah i'll say i have no interest in either top six here uh we've gone through all the reasons bad matchup uh players might be sitting spread out ice time five over under total um, all these, you know, super expensive players, at least on the Boston side. I mean, all these reasons are reasons why we're not super hyped on this game. I will say I have some interest in Islanders three. Boston's top six has generally been very good. Bottom six, not nearly, like not nearly as good. Um, that Islanders third line, which had been Pajo, Palmieri, and Wallstrom, uh, 67.3%. Expected goal share together since being assembled. Not a huge sample, but they've been really, pardon me, they've been really good since being put together. And like I mentioned, Boston's bottom six has not been good. So I think the one line that I would have interest in if I was playing, you know, 30, 50 lineups or something like that would be Islanders three. But I don't think you need to dig that far in a low total game on a nine game slate if you're only playing one or two lineups. So, um, that's where I am uh, on this game. I don't really see a ton on the blue line. I like either. Um, the one guy that always sticks out to me is Ryan Pollock. His price is still reasonable at 4,300. Uh, maybe the power play minutes won't be there, but he still leads them a nice time per game. So Pollock is a guy that stands out. Um, anybody else stand out to you? Not really. I mean, if you want to use Pallich as a punt, that's fine. Boston side, not really. I mean, if you want to use Mike Riley, but his price has creeped up to almost 4000 so I'm probably going to be off the Boston Blue Liners tonight. All right. Um, in net, I'm going to ask you if, if you like either of the goalies in net. Probably uh, Varlamov versus, versus Rask, I think, but um, seems like a tough matchup both sides. Yeah, Rask, I have no interest in the price. Varlamov at 7300 I like. Shot volume is a bit of a concern, but at that price, I think, you know, Maybe they're not going, you know, full steam ahead, and you know, maybe there won't be as many high danger chances. So, seventy three hundred, I think I'll, I'll take a stab on Varlamov. All right, fair enough. Um, before we go any further, today's show is sponsored by Jock Market, and if you haven't heard, Jock Market has turned fantasy sports into a stock exchange. Forget waiting until the end of the game to make money. Jock Market allows you to buy and sell shares of players in real time for real money with guaranteed payouts for all shares at the end of each night. With daily markets for NBA, NHL, MLB, and PGA, you can make real money every hour, every minute, every second of any match or game. Use the pregame IPO to pick up shares of your favorite players and buy, sell, or hold them during the game based on your own analysis. 
Download the app to get started and use our exclusive Osmo promo code AWESOMENHL20 for a $20 bonus on your first deposit. This is an exclusive offer only for the Osmo community, so make sure to take advantage of it today. That's Osmo NHL20 for a $20 bonus at our show sponsor, Jock Market. Thank you very much, Jock Market, for sponsoring. White Claw, if you're listening, we're still waiting for that hookup. I'm going to send out some Burt Kreischer promo videos over the summer. And we're going to get that White Claw sponsorship. We're coming for you, White Claw. <laughs> we're going to get that sponsorship. All right, let's move it along to our next game. Uh, this one is just a wild game. Carolina 2.9. Wild. Carolina 2.9 implied gold total going into Nashville. Nashville has a 2.6 implied gold total. As mentioned, there are going to be a lot of guys sitting on the Carolina side. We know Dougie Hamilton, Brett Pesci, Jacob Slavin, Jordan Stahl, and Andre Svechnikov are all going to be out of the lineup. On the Nashville side, all they said was a couple D-men and some guys up front. If I had to guess, at least one of them will be Ryan Ellis. Um, he's a guy that has been banged up um, throughout the uh, season this year. I think another one could be Roman Yossi as well. I don't think they want to risk any sort of injury to their superstar defenseman here in this game. So if they say a couple defensemen, I think it could be Yossi and Ellis here, which would get me on the Carolina side. But look, hey, they're sitting a bunch of guys too. We don't exactly know what the lineup is going to be like. So why don't you give us... I'll, I'll Actually, I'll give you my best guess here first. I think Jesper Fast jumps up to the top, top line in Svechnikov's spot. That leaves two spots on the third line to fill, and I think you just see like Morgan Geeky, Taylor Lorenz move up, fill out that third line, and then you get whoever regulars on the fourth line. It doesn't matter for DFS. So my assumption right now is the second line for Carolina stays together. The top line adds Jesper Faust, and then you have Lorenz and Geeky on Carolina three. As far as Nashville goes, your guess is as good as mine. Uh, what do you like here? Yeah, I agree with you on the Yossi Ellis. That actually would put Matias at home in play for me if that is the case. It is an 8 p.m. Eastern lock, so that's something to pay attention to. I agree with you. Foss is the easy replacement for Svechnikov there, probably Foss, Ajo Teravainen. I like that line. I mean, I don't know if I want to play the, the pay the price on Ajo Teravainen. Uh, just because, like, I would imagine they're even though they're in, their minutes are going to get limited tonight. And, you know, 7,500 Ajo you want him to play 19, 20, 21 minutes, you know, get that power play time, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, if it's Fogel up there, Amber alert. Okay. Got an Amber alert. Pay attention. Um, I'll, if you move to the second line, it's okay. It's okay. It's, I, I got it on my phone too. Uh, if you move to the second line, need a rider, Trocek, Natchez, you know, that's, that's, you know, price efficient you know they're 13 to 18 three no i can't do math nine ten to 15 three there we go i think that's very reasonable for the second line their ownership right now is like one two percent um you know that, that's a line i've been targeting all season i think you know you could definitely go back to them especially if yossi ellis are sitting uh if it's pecorine and that like there's just Boxes are being checked. More and more boxes are being checked. Why well, I want to use Carolina too. Uh, the bottom six, I'm not sure what, what it would be. The third line center, you know, it, it doesn't really matter for DFS. I'd probably be on Carolina two for the most part. Um, you know, Carolina one in GBPs makes some sense. Or excuse me, in MME makes some sense. If, you know, you know, with Foster or Fogel up there, it's not, you know, that brings down the cost of the line. But I do worry about Ajo's minutes. On the Nashville side, 
it's tough to conjecture um, what their lines are going to be, who's going to sit. You know, they could sit Forsberg because he just came back from injury. You know, it, it's just hard to know, really. So, like, until we have a lineup, like, I don't think I'd be on the the Preds anyway. So, like, with all these with all these news with all this news, we don't know who's sitting. I'm probably just going to be out on the Preds. One thing that will interest me is, you know. If if it is Yossi and Alice are out, I think you know Matthias Ekholm becomes a very good play at forty two hundred. Yeah, I'll I'll just say that I'm out on Nashville here. Uh, it's a later game. It's not it's not even a matchup where I would want to go a late swap in. And if Nashville is sitting guys, I don't imagine who they're going to bring in that I would you know be super excited to late swap to right. Uh, so uh, out on Nashville, in on Carolina too. Uh, just checked the projected lineup this morning, and as Liquid Demons mentioned in our chat, uh, Warren Fogle was on the projected lineup from Michael Smith, who's a Canes beat writer, so it looks like Fogle might end up on the top line here uh, for Carolina. And he's a good possession player, and he's super cheap. So uh, something to keep in mind because, you know, if you three-stack Carolina one now with Fogle there, it's under 16K, which is very reasonable. And Nash- if Nashville is going to be without Ellis and Yossi, uh, we saw how bad their penalty kill was earlier in the year without Ryan Ellis. So uh, Carolina Carolina 1 or Carolina 2, I like both those lines. Um, those would be one of the lines that I would late swap to, not something on Nashville side. Uh, on the blue line, I imagine Jake Bean gets top power play minutes with all those guys out for Carolina. It's just a matter, you know, does he play the 14, 15 minutes he usually does, or does he get up to like 1920? We just don't really know, but I, I, I assume at least he gets PP one. And as you mentioned, if Nashville sits all those guys, Eckholm makes a lot of sense on that side as well. Yeah. And what about your boy, or maybe it's Jake's boy, Yanni Hockenpah. <laughs> He's min priced. He could move up to like 17, 18 minutes. It's not the worst min price punt in the world. Yeah, it's just that we usually play him for blocks. Um, I'm just kind of worried about uh, shot blocking volume uh, in this game. Um, Pekka might end up starting here. Um, save Saros for the playoffs. Rene 7,400, Mrazic 8K. Either of those do anything for you? Mrazic 8K on the road is a pass for me. Rene, like, normally I'd say yes, because Carolina is a very good shot line team. But if Yossi and Ellis are out, like, there's just nothing there. Like, it, it could get out of hand, and they're just, you know, sending Rene to the Wolves here tonight. Yeah, I agree with that. So I'm out on both goalies in this game. All right, let's get to our next one. Dallas, 3.2 implied gold total. They're in Washington – or they're in Chicago, sorry. Chicago has a 2.7 implied gold total. These two teams just played last night. I think it was a 4-2 Chicago win. Um, Dallas outplayed them. I've watched that game. Dallas outplayed them pretty much from start to finish. So like, okay, Chicago won, but Dallas still looked like a really good team, even with Hints and Sagan sitting. But that's the problem here is that it's back to back. So I believe it's the last game of the season for both teams. Um, so we don't really know who's going to be in, who's going to be out. Is anybody dinged up? Is there somebody that they don't want to push like Chicago shut down? Uh, Kirby Doc the other day, right? And we just saw Sagan and, and, and Hints go down for Dallas. So maybe there are other guys with nagging injuries that they're just going to say, you know what, sit it tonight. Uh, we're not going to risk uh, any further injuries. So that's the problem here with Dallas and Chicago. And the Well, one problem. The other problem is 
I don't think a single Chicago line, even strength line, had more than four shifts together last night. So nothing, absolutely nothing stays together. And Adam Gaudette is out and Dylan Strom is in. So that you already know at least one line is going to get rearranged. So we don't know what Chicago is going to look like. We don't really know what Dallas is going to look like. So what are you going to do with this game? Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be stacking from this game. Just It's not a 7 p.m. Eastern start. You know, if I was going to stack something, it'd be on the Dallas side. Like, I'd leave space, you know, just to get in, like, a Dallas one. But, like, they could sit Jamie Benn tonight. Like, he might be banged up. Like, and you see their ownership right now. It's, like, 20%. And, yeah, it's a good matchup, but it is a back-to-back. You know, Dennis Gurionov is something that catches my eye, 3,500 on that top line. Like, he's just too cheap. You watch him play. He's a fun player to watch. That price is too cheap. He's someone I definitely want off on the Dallas side. Uh, Joel Kiviranta, min price, is someone I'd want to one off. You know, you don't know if the Stars are going to mix up lines. They're going to sit players. It's one of those games where, like, yeah, Dallas is in play tonight. So I would make sure if you're playing Dallas, leave a little bit of salary on the table just in case, like, they go, like, Ben Robertson, Pavelski for whatever reason. And you just want to leave a little bit of salary to give you some wiggle room there. So that's something I do. I like Dallas one, whatever it is. If it's like Ben Robertson, Pavelski, Ben Robertson, Gurionov. I don't mind that. I don't mind a Kiev, you're on to Pavelski too, man. I know it doesn't make sense on the power play, but you know, Dallas isn't a great matchup tonight. And then on the Hawks side, <laughs> I don't think I've stacked the Hawks once this season. I've just, you know, picked players and one off them. You know, the obvious two men is Kane to bring cat. They might not play on even strength together, but you know, they always end up together. We don't know where Strom's going to be. He could take that spot on the top line wing. He could be like the two seat. We just don't know. So like really on the Hawks, we don't, I don't, I don't stack anyway. I don't know if you guys do, but for me, it'd be like a Kane to bring cat or a Kubalik one off. But really other than that, I'm probably out on the Hawks. Yeah. I'm out on Chicago in this game. I'm with you. If you want to one off somebody, that's fine, but there's nobody, there's no line that I'm going to stack from Chicago here. There's just too many scrambled lines. Like a duo of like Kane to Brinkat or something, I guess would make sense. Um, but I, I'm just not. I'm just out on Chicago. I'm with you on Dallas. It's just tough to figure out like what salary I want to use and how much I'm going to leave off. Because I figure if you use Dallas, you're going to have to leave off. A, you, you know, you're going to have to be able to figure out a swap. Uh, I assume probably to St. Louis or Vegas. So. I would just try to figure out um, if you're going to use Dallas, you know, if you use Ben, if you use Ben uh, at 54 and Robertson at 6K and then Gurianov off at 3,500, right? So you're coming in at around 15K. You got to make sure you have a three-man stack uh, on the St. Louis side or, you know, on the, on the call on the Vegas side or something like that. You got to make sure you have a 15K stack ready to go. Um, it's just that Chicago is so bad, man. Dead last by expected goals against over the last three weeks by a lot at 3.2 per 60 minutes. Dead last by actual goals against over the last three weeks at 4.3 at five on five. Like that's decent for a penalty kill. Uh, under 40% expected goal share. This team's just horrific. So like I would figure out what your stack wants to would be, which players you want to use from Dallas, and then find a stack in one of the later games, Vancouver, Winnipeg, St. Louis, LA, whatever. Um, of the same price so that you can switch out if you need to. Um, on the blue line, there's just nothing for me here. Like, there's just nothing I like. I Like, Haskinen is always in play for me, but I don't know if he's going to start, so. Uh, Jamie Alexiak. 
for me, yeah. uh, on the Hawk side, Riley Stillman, top pair, min price. I think you can play. Um, I don't know. Other than that, like, yeah, he's on the top pair. He could, who knows what the Dallas top pair is really like any of these three pairs could be the top pair, but I would imagine Stillman Murphy are the top player. I wish Murphy was not, you know, 4,800. He's been overpriced all season. So really Stillman or Alexiak from this game or log out. All right. 6,600 <clears throat> Colin D'Elia. Are you doing it? Sure. I yep. mean, Lankinen played out of his mind yesterday. Yep. Uh, 6,600 D'Elia. He's going to have the shot volume. Sure. I'm going to play him. Yep. I love it. I'm in on D'Elia as well. Uh, next game, Vancouver, two and a half implied goal total going into Winnipeg. The Jets have a 3.1 implied goal total. Um, Vancouver technically has something to play for. Winnipeg technically has something to play for. You have Demko versus Brassois in net. I know people might think Brassois is like a little bit of a pushover, but I mentioned in our Slack chat earlier today, uh, elite by gold save above expected over the last three years. Uh, ident- almost identical high danger save percentage to Andre Vasilevsky. He's been really good uh, over the last three years in the NHL. So um, I don't want people to underrate him. Honestly, there's only one line I like in this game. I'm going to get to it. It's Vancouver 1, uh, 57% expected goal share since uh, in May, 4.3 uh, goals per 60 minutes. Winnipeg just is not good defensively, especially with Nikolai Ehlers out of that lineup. Uh, they haven't been hard matching, but it doesn't really matter uh, which line they put up against that Vancouver line. So I do like Vancouver 1 here tonight. Nothing for me from the Winnipeg side. What do you like? Yeah, I'm, I'm Brossois, right? People... I like playing Cal Peterson. You like playing Cal Peterson. DFSers like playing Cal Peterson. They have the exact same sample size. Yeah. Almost exactly. So if, if you're considering playing Cal Peterson, he's the same goalie as Brossois, really. I mean, the I mean, like, Brossois is 8,500 tonight, and I don't want to play him at 8,500. But he's not some pushover goalie. Like, he's a good – he's a legitimate NHL backup. Like, he, he could probably start in this league. Yeah. But I agree. I'm out on Winnipeg tonight. You look at that top line, uh, fully correlated power play one, but they're coming over 20%. Yeah, they go out against the bottom six, but like the Canucks are just bad anywhere. I mean, other than the Miller, Besser, Hoglander line. But, you know, Shifu Wheeler, you look at their numbers together, they're brutal. I don't want to, you know, play a line at 20% Winnipeg line. Yeah, they might, you know, score on the empty net. That's what they're known for. Kyle Connor hasn't scored since the stone age. Maybe that changes, but like at 20%, I don't want to pay to find out. So I'm out on Winnipeg. That second line, I guess is okay. You know, they're super cheap. They could be a filler. If, if you like them going against Canucks, like I'd stack anyone against Canucks. I wouldn't fault you for it, but it's not something I'm doing tonight. I agree with you on the Canucks top line. Uh, Miller is cheap uh, for, you know, he's been getting 21, 22, 23 minutes, top power play 5,800. Niels Hoglander has been shooting the puck. He's on the second power play, 4,000. Like, their ownership's in check. I've been off the Canucks all season since Patterson's gone up just because their ownership has been crazy. They've been over the t- like 10, 11, 12% all season. They're under 10% tonight. It's a good matchup. Winnipeg's bad, so I'm, I'm on board with Canucks 1. All right. I like that on Canucks 1 as well. Um, on the blue line, uh, not really a whole lot that I like here. Vili Hainola. Uh, min price. He's a guy that I've talked about before. Really like his puck moving uh, skills, power play too. Don't mind Heynola here uh, at 2,500. Anybody else sticking out to you? That's really about it. I mean, 
Hamannick, Myers, Edler, a bit overpriced for the matchup for me. If you want to play Nate Schmidt, I guess that's okay. I'm really going to be off the Canucks defenseman tonight. If you want to use Quinn Hughes, if you're using Vancouver one, I think that's fine. Forbert as a punt on the the Jets side, and I agree with you on Hainola. All right, good enough. Uh, 6,900 Demko, got to talk about him. You're yeah. in? Yep. All right. Would you rather play him or Dalia? Demko, just because we've seen Demko do it. All right. Yeah, I agree with that point, too. He's been really good all year long. Um, we love celebrating subscriber success here at Osmo. If you can bank some bigger contests, send your screenshot to our Osmo HOF Twitter account or to any of our Osmo social accounts or to me or to Josh or to Jake. Showing your bank with the Osmo avatar in your DFS profile. We will be sure to shout you out. And if it's it, and if it's a top three in a contest with over 5,000 entries, you have a chance to win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Hit Osmo.com slash announcement slash avatar for the full details. All right. A couple games left. Let's get through them real quick. St. Louis 3.0 implied gold total going into Los Angeles. The Kings have a 2.6 implied gold total. Um, I just saw news recently that Tori Krug, is back for the Blues, so um, he'll at least be on the top power play unit. Um, Cal Peterson started back-to-back on the weekend, but it looks like he may go back uh, again here tonight. I'm going to be very honest with you and say that there's literally nothing I like in this entire game outside of one defenseman, so what do you like here? Yeah, I agree. This this game is just brutal. It's 10 p.m. Eastern. There's nothing I would really want to swap to here. I think like the only thing that would really catch my eye is doing like a Hoffman Shen two man. You're not going to see the Kopitar matchup. They'll get like Velarde, Leah Anderson, and being a Rangers slappy, uh, Leah Anderson is very bad defensively. He's not a very good skater. So I think you know Hoffman Shen two man makes some sense. But really, other than that, like. I don't want to use O'Reilly Perron against Kopitar. That just has sludge fest written all over it. So I'm pretty much out on this game. Yeah, it's just, you know, the Blues changed up their lines quite a bit in the last game. Like, I, it just it just worries me. You know, ROR and Perron are probably going to stay together, so you could probably rely on that. I just worry about lines staying together. So the only guy I'm super interested in is Justin Falk, and I can't believe I'm saying that because he's 5,800. Um, actually, I shouldn't even say that because now that Tory Krug is back, Krug is going to be on the top power play man, unit. So I don't even like Justin Falk anymore. I guess Tory Krug's fine for forty five hundred. Um, that's about it for me from this game. Uh, in goal, uh, Peterson at seventy two hundred. That is really interesting to me because I still don't think St. Louis is a very good team. Yeah, me either. I, and seventy two hundred at home, I, I definitely interests me. All right. Uh, Vinny Hanol or Vinny Villy Huso or whatever his name is. No thanks. Yeah, uh, out on Villy Huso as well. All right, let's get to this final game. Uh, before we do, uh, Clint Leatherwood said it in chat. If you could please hit us with a like if you're right if you're watching right now um, before this wraps up. Final game: Colorado 2.8 implied goal total going into Vegas. Vegas also has a 2.8 implied goal total. We don't know Vegas's lineup. They said Peyton Krebs has a fairly significant injury, so he's going to be out. That leaves a spot on the top line. I assume it's going to be filled by Alex Tuck, but we just don't know. On the Colorado side, they said Nate McKinnon is going to be in tonight. So no Peyton Krebs, no Pacioretty. Maybe it is a Colorado one night, even though they're going into Vegas. Yeah, I wish the McKinnon news came down like at 
8.30 p.m. Eastern because you get McKinnon really low. McKinnon being in, you know, that makes Colorado one in play, especially, you know, with Pacioretty out. Stevenson Stone is a decent, you know, defensive pairing, but Tuck up there or Matias Yanmark up there, whoever it is, is going to be not a liability per se, but it definitely weakens them defensively up there. You know, Robin Leonard has been a bit leaky um, recently. So, yeah, Colorado one makes some sense. I imagine in their next round of ownership, their Colorado one's going to come up, but I don't know how much. You know, I think Colorado one is in play. Vegas one takes it's out of play now with McKinnon being back. So if you want to play, you know, Vegas two, Marshall, so Carlson Smith, I think that's viable. Their price isn't overly expensive, but other than that, Colorado one, Vegas two, it's really about it. If you want to, nah, that's probably about it for me in this game. Yeah. I'm out on Vegas. They just haven't been nearly as good as they have been um, as they were earlier in the season. Problem is call is they're, Vegas's penalty kill is still elite, so it's not making me super high on Colorado. I think this is a game where I agree with you. It'd be, you know, maybe a punty line like Vegas 2, one-offing somebody like Alex Tuck. Um, that's about it. Because with McKinnon back, we don't even know what the Colorado lineup's going to be. Um, so we don't even have that. Sorry, wish we could help you guys out more on this late game, uh, but we just can't. One guy I want to mention, Ryan Graves, playing 20 minutes plus of late. He has been good for Colorado. Uh, on the blue line don't mind him at 4100 all right josh before we get out of here i'm going to ask you for your hat trick pick i want to thank our sponsor uh jock market uh be sure to head on over to jock market uh check out their sponsorship or check out their site and use uh our promo code through their sponsorship that's awesome nhl 20 uh if you want to get uh some help uh over on jock market we've got mlb uh coming up later um your hat trick pick for tonight is Dennis Gurionov. Dennis Gurionov. Uh, I'm going, assuming he's playing with Philip Forsberg. All right. That'll do it for us uh, in this overtime show. We have one more show coming up, hopefully on Wednesday. TBD. Uh, we'll see what the NHL does with its schedule. But thanks so much, Tyler. Uh, thank you, Josh Harris. Uh, all you people out there still grinding. Good luck there tonight. And Jake might be with you here tomorrow for a solo show. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.